and there would be Italian soap operas on, and everyone would be like banging each other, and then be like, "You banged her." Yeah, you banged then her. Then but we're I'm gonna, gonna bang, bang you. We're gonna, we're gonna bang. bang. We're gonna bang too. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. What's up, everyone? Everyone, welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. We just fed Adam's whenever his plants to fly. It was nature in motion. I'm here with my brother Adam in the reactor. We got both dogs in here. That's not good. Violence, speed, momentum. Dad's doctor disrespect on Twitch. And also, look at my Nepenthes pitcher plants. And also, swallowing the fly. Also, what people have modeled my life. Violence, speed, momentum. Guys, we have whack, two honestly. new five star reviews. They didn't leave a message, but we love you guys just the same. Thank you very much. It really helps the podcast. And if you love the show, please go to iTunes and give us the five-star rating. Really appreciate it. Or it really helps us. Find us on Instagram at dude underscore nature. Yes, dude underscore nature. Okay. Noah, what are your gripes today? Okay, instead of a gripe, Adam, I'm going to do you. I have, I have a pleasantry. My pleasantry is Biden's climate policy, which just makes me honestly just want to like hump the air. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think, yeah, hump the air. I just play just play ride with me and just yeah. read through it after you play ride with me. By play T.I. Play ride with me. Play T.I. ride with me, and, ride with me and read through Biden's climate policy or watch his video, but play T.I. ride with me. Oh, I love it because it's fucking ride with me. Honestly, um, my gripe is having bullshit cookware, just having a shitty cheap pan right. to saute. Hard right. to clean. Hard to clean. Hard to burns. Heat. Um, yeah, I, I burn. I'm, I'm the pot killer. Now that I've started cooking, they, they call me the pot cook, the pot killer, the pot killer. I like to burn a pot. You can play this for Biden's climate change policy. It's that, it's that lit. This is fucking lit. Biden. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Joe. It's time to play a game. Noah. Yeah. What movie is this? Here's a description of the movie. Are you ready? Yeah. Parts of the Caribbean. No, it's not Pirates of the Caribbean, you fucker. Yeah, that would be I mean, too easy. What other shit movie are too you gonna easy. ship? Movie are you gonna describe? Treasure Hunter Ben yep. Finn Finnegan. Fuck yeah, has sunk his marriage. Oh, sunk, sunk his marriage to Tess in his trusty boat in his obsessive quest to find the legendary Queen's dowry. When he finds a vital clue that may finally pinpoint the treasure's whereabouts, he drags Tess and her boss, billionaire Nigel Honeycutt. Along on the hunt. Ben Finn is not the only one interested in the gold. His former mentor turned enemy, Mo Fitch, will mm. stop at anything to beat him to it. Rotten Tomato score of 11%. Fuck yeah. Is this is this um that dude that's kind of wide? Kevin something? He's a comedian. He Kevin was in James. King, Kings of Queens. It's not Kevin James. Seems right up his alley. It seems like this kind of thing. My dog keeps whining again. I'll put him on a boat. Matthew McConaughey is actually Finn Finnegan. Ben Finn Finnegan. Wow. What's Kate, the name of the movie? Because then I want to talk about another movie. Kate Hudson is Tess. Fuck yeah. What's the name of this movie? Yeah. Ollie. <laughs> Ollie is crying. <laughs> tell, me what the, tell me what the name of the movie is. Because I want to talk movie. about another movie. Okay. The name, of, the name of the movie. Fuck it. The name of the movie is Fool's Gold. Right. Yes. Right. It's a rom-com with Matthew McConaughey. And he's just a dude. Apparently, all that she says is that he's. She's like, "You're such an idiot." 
Kate it's Hudson. Too, Kate yeah. Hudson. She's like, you're such an idiot. It's too bad that you're so good at sex, but in innuendos. And he's, and his, that's his thing. He's like, he's an idiot, but he's like a great banger because he's McConaughey. Because he's fucking Matthew. <laughs> hey, also when I th- when I think about mentors turn bad, all yeah, I can think about. Do you know bad. what I do? You know what I can think about? What? You know what I think about? Cocktail. Oh, Tom Cruise's bartender bartender mentor. Yeah. What's turn, his name? Turn bad. What's his name? Flanagan. 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 Yeah. So go see Cocktail if you haven't seen Cocktail. Best Tom Cruise movie out there. No. Speaking of fool's gold, what is the topic today? The topic is shipwrecks. Should I just get out of the way now or should I wait to explain what the shipwreck is? Do it now. Okay. So we're going to get in some poop talk real quick. If you don't like poop talk, just, just skip a minute and go fast. Minutes. Okay. Yeah. When you have a poop and it goes into the water and half of it is yep. outside of the water and half Damn, of it is, is, is in, it is called a shipwreck. When you poop on top of a shipwreck, it's called a Captain Morgan as if yes. the captain is standing on top yep. of a ship. And this is according to what source? Urban uh, that Dictionary. Is, that is according to Urban Dictionary. Good. And poop talk Cite over. your sources. Let's continue. Okay, continuing. The overview. Part usual. We have an absolutely packed episode. We're going to talk about the Costa Concordia. Then we're going to have a little halftime weed, honey. Packed That's like right. This, you're, packed you're, like this bowl. You heard right that here. right. Packed like this bowl. Halftime some weed, honey. It's been a long week. Then, yeah, it's been a long week. Then we're going to have. Then we're going to talk about the Black Swan Project. And then American Star, the ship. I don't know why I said that as a question. American Star of the Ship. And then honorable mentions if we have time. Right. Absolute packed episode. Probably usual. Fucking packed. Adam. Yep. And begins that don't suck. Yes. You, you, the people, you guys know what he has. He has 60 seconds to tell us everything we need to know about the episode. Adam, are you ready? Three, two, one. Shipper, shipwrecks are found on the beach. Or land, in toilets. Sunken deep beneath a body of water. UNESCO estimates that there have been over 3 million shipwrecks worldwide. And that's a shipload of shipwrecks. Besides the horrific loss of life that happens during these events, there are many other factors that go into a shipwreck, Noah. The salvaging effort for one, or in some cases, like the lost subs of World War II, an effort to discover the wrecks at all. There's also the legalese of the aftermath where strong maritime traditions get tested in a courtroom-like drama. There's a reason many recreational dive sites are marketed by shipwrecks, because they are time portals, as you will, into another world and historically and culturally significant. They preserve the record, and marine archaeology is an amazing actual field of science because of this. There's actual marine archaeologists. There's something so strange about seeing a giant ship up close, and seeing a giant ship capsizing must be even crazier and also horrifying at the same time. So come put on your scuba gear with us, dive into the fascinating world of shipwrecks. Wow. Yeah. I like like the end. And so Noah. Yeah. What is our theme today? Our theme today is treasure, both archaeologically, fool's gold, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> cocktail, Tom Cruise. So treasure, both a window into the past where you see these ships, there's a lot of relics on them that we can learn a lot about past societies and also literal gold and silver treasure on these ships. Yeah. Adam. Yes. Ready to start us off with the Costa Concordia? Give us a little Costa Concordia. Yeah. Costa Concordia. That's what it's called. Okay. Let's start off with this one. Okay. This is an absolute banger. Okay. So just okay. buckle your seatbelts for buckle this up, one. Buttercup. And the reason this one is such a banger. The reason this one is such a banger is because it's a modern shipwreck. It happened about a hundred years to the date after the Titanic sunk. 
So after we sunk the unsinkable ship, or nature sunk the unsinkable ship, another unsinkable ship sinks. And just absolutely massive as well. Okay, so what are we talking about here? Yeah, I've never heard of this. I had neither. The Costa Concordia. It's a modern Italian cruise ship that sunk in the yay olden times of January 2012. Okay. Wait, what? January 2012. Okay, super modern. The ship sunk. Yes. It's almost exactly nine years ago. Resulted in the deaths of 37 people out of about 4,000 with crew and passengers aboard. So they actually evacuated well this time. Well, well, we're going to get into that. That's for you to judge. We're definitely going to There's a whole story that goes with okay, this one. Get, get, okay, buckle so, up, buttercup. Let's talk about this ship. This is an absolutely gigantic ship, a modern ocean cruise liner. Not only that, it was it's the it was the creme de la creme of cruise liners. Just like the Titanic. What's a cruise liner? Like, what does that mean? Passenger, I don't know. I just started, a, is it a passenger ship? Honestly, just came into my vocabulary just now. That's tight. Just now I started is it saying a, it. a cruise liner a passenger ship? I think so, yeah. Okay. I believe so. Um, yeah, so the ship is gigantic. And furthermore, the company Costa, yeah, they have been around since the 1800s and they dominate the cruise ship industry. So, you know, the carnival ships, have you ever seen a flyer for them? Costa Carnival, those ships predated this one. Okay. Cru- cruise ship. Have you ever seen a cruise I'm ship? I'm an up idiot. Close? It, it's just those. It's just those huge ships that like go around to islands and they have tons of people and they have free bar. It's they have open bar, each. right? Yeah. Have you been to the piers in San Francisco and seen a cruise ship pull in? Yeah. It's about as big as a skyscraper. No, they're fucking massive. It's a, it's a skyscraper as a boat. It's absolutely okay. huge. It's one of the ships that has like the open bar. They yeah, have like yeah. a wave pool on the. It's on one the of the ships you see a brochure, but for. like a super big one. Super big. Okay. Cool. Super big. Okay. And this particular ship in 2012. It was the biggest ship around. Not only that, but it was the most luxurious. It had 3,780 passengers, about 1,000 crew, and 13 public decks. Okay, 13 decks. They're each named after a European state. So for some reason at the bottom is the Holland deck. I don't really know why. Then we got the Great Britain, you know, the, Wait, what's the, the Italian top? deck. The top was the Polish deck. That doesn't make any sense. That didn't make much sense to me either. Okay, here's some of the amenities on board the Costa Concordia. The world's largest exercise facility at sea, a sauna, Turkish baths, two, a solarium. Apparently a solarium. What is a solarium? It's a room with extensive glass that you let sun in. fucking smoke in. That is the hot box room. That's the hot box room. Five restaurants, four swimming pools, five jacuzzis, a poolside movie theater, 13 bars, including a cognac, cognac, oh my God, cognac, a cigar bar, a coffee bar. The cigar bar sounds so lit. And a chocolate bar. Of course, also it had a casino, a disco, three basketball courts, and a Grand Prix motor racing simulator. This is fucking lit. Like I said, the creme de menthe of the cruise ship world. This sounds like a great time. It was lit, okay? It cost $570 million to build this ship. It has two glass elevators that go up 10 stories in its atrium. Its atrium, the main room, it looks like the main room of a casino. It's the same thing. So okay. about, about six Falcon Heavy rockets Guess what, to build yeah. it. <laughs> Guess what is also two stories? The fucking spa is two stories. That's how big it is. So you go in, like, there's stairs in the spa? Yeah. But do you mean sauna? No. No, no, no. I mean, what do you find? It's Massa- a spa. Massages, massage rooms, hot tubs. 
maybe just some like, a mud room, mud kind of a room. mud mud situation. Like there, dude. There's a thousand crew members on the ship. A thousand fucking crew members. It's a one crew a member quarter, for every yeah, four people. One for every four people. That's outrageous, isn't it? This thing kind of freaks me out. I don't know if I could go on one of these. No, I, when you're watching videos of it, I don't know how they're going to operate anymore. People are just so close together. I don't know I, if we're I, ever going to get there I know, again. How, I know how they're going to operate anymore. With cheap tickets? They're not operating anymore. <laughs> There's no know. way. Yeah, probably a good time to go on a cruise if you ever wanted to right now. Probably very, it's very probably cheap. It's so fucking cheap. Okay. Um, like I was saying, big ass creme de menthe giant cruise ship of 4,000 people. The Titanic of cruise the ships. The size, The yes, Titanic cruise ships. Essentially, yes. The size of the cruise ship in lengthwise, it's over... It's over a football field long, way over, okay? Sorry, not just one football field. It's over three football fields long. It's three football fields and long? And 12 decks. Yeah, that's how big this stuff is. It's, it's absolutely massive, okay? So there, there is, that's the scale of the ship. Is it American? No, it's Italian. Italian. Okay. Italian. Costa Concordia. So how and why did it sink? In short... She struck an underwater rock off a small island in central Italy, Tuscany, on the first day of a seven-day cruise around Italy. They were going to Rome. Let's get into a little more detail here. That seems like a route that was probably taken all the time, so they really fucked up. They really fucked up. They were doing what's called a sail-by-salute, which means that they wanted to bring the boat really close to the island for the passengers to get a kick out of seeing it so close. I mean, yeah, it's probably really cool. Yeah. And also because one of the helmsmen was from the town that they were passing on this little island. So he wanted to just see it from the water. It's called, they had done this maneuver before with this specific town. This specific town is called Jig, Jiglio. Okay, just say it. Just say what your, your stupid <laughs> smile is right now. And I can say they keep okay. going. Deucey. All right. Deucey. All right. So we have the mainland, right? And then we have an island. And between the main, the, uh, the town is on this island right off the mainland. And so he was steering the ship, the captain. In between. In between the two. Okay. Right? Mainland, island, he's going between them. It was a standard maneuver. He wanted to do a sail by salute. Right. Okay? Unfortunately, there was a miscommunication. The captain. Yeah. Uh huh. He was eating dinner when the event started oh. taking place. And the crew were piloting the ship. So who fucked it? Yeah. Well, here's what happened. There was a miscommunication on the heading that they were supposed to take. And instead of going right between the town on the island and the mainland, they went way too close to the town. And the heading basically took them into the rocks of the town. Oh, my God. Okay. The incorrect heading numbers. They went 700 meters closer to the shore than the computer-generated route had for them. That's way, so way closer. Right. What so is that? Like two, almost 2,000 feet, probably. So let me tell you how close it was to the shore. It's literally on top of the cliff where the route they were heading was. So way too close. And if you're thinking about how could they get this close, it's dark. It was nine o'clock at night. So they were like, they were right on the shore. Captain was eating dinner. People were piloting it. There was miscommunication. There you go. Okay. There's a video of the ship right before it hits the rocks. I mean, this happened. One of the crazy things about the shipwreck is it happened in 2012. So there's modern technology. There's modern audio. There's modern video. This is one of the things that makes it absolutely insane. There's video on the boat. Unbelievably documented. Unbelievably documented. From every angle you can imagine. Imagine being in this town. A cruise ship, like three times the size of your town, is just like right next to you. It's basically a 30-second swim away from you. You're like, what the hell is it doing so close by? 
There's videos of this. So it's basically making like waves. Yeah. That you can surf on. Exactly. So the ship hit a rock, an underwater rock just off the coast. When the captain sailed just a little bit off course to pass right by that small town, like I was saying, of Jiglio, the captain, he claims that he made an about face to then beach the ship right next to the town. What so about, what happened is- about face? Mr. Just Sailor. Tur- just turning around. Turn around to port. Hard hard starboard. Uh, <laughs> Captain Adam. So what happens is they hit the rock right yeah. by the town. And they keep going a little bit. And they start to realize that the whole boat is sinking. Right. That all the engine compartments are taking on water. And they lost power. And they lost complete power to their rudder. It couldn't move anymore. So they were starting to get away from the town and pull out into open sea. And they're like, no, we don't want to die out there. Right. And the captain makes the decision to let the wind, he as he claims later in court, let the wind blow them back to the town, like literally right outside the town. So that it's shallower. So that it's shallower. Okay. One of the main reasons that this shipwreck is so bizarre, besides the fact that it happened a hundred years after the Titanic and it's, it's has some, some Venn diagram with it is that you can see the ship. The pictures of it are like, it's like a Photoshop picture that is clickbait. You see the ship on its side. So imagine this giant cruise liner totally tipped on its right side, totally tipped over yeah. and half of it is submerged in the water. The whole right side is in the water and you can see it right from your house in the town. And it's right there. It's literally, it's right <laughs> there. It's so wild. Okay. There's something about it that is just so utterly bizarre. Honestly, it's like resting right there. It's just absolutely huge. So people were eating dinner when then shit went down and the power shut off in the generators. They were submerged in darkness in minutes before the emergency lights come on to the ship. There's tons of miscommunication going on on the ship. No, there's people from different countries. Most of them are Italian, but there's Americans on there. There's a lot of Germans on there. There's French on there. There's Indians. So they're shouting. People... People who are working... Is it dark? Is it dark? The emergency lights come on, so it's not dark. In the videos, it's not dark, but it it is for a little bit. Okay. So people who are working for the cruise ship are saying, everybody go back to your cabins. It's okay. It's all good. It's just an electrical issue, right? Because that's how you were programmed to think, right? When you're an employee, you're just like, just calm down. It's a situation that I need to pour water on. Just calm the customer down. Right? Unfortunately, the ship was actually sinking. This is one of the reasons that 37 people died. It's because they went back to their cabins, and when the ship totally tipped on its right side... They couldn't, they couldn't get up. They're trapped. They're trapped. Yep. Horrible. Okay. The harbor at Jiglio, at Ducey, asked the ship if they had any problems. The Concordia responded with the affirmative, yes, we have a blackout and are checking the situation. But by this point at 10 o'clock, because it crashed at nine, they knew that they had worse problems. So why did they say that? Right. Well, we'll get there. The water flooded a majority of infrastructure systems. They were fucked. In short, they were fucked. Lost control of the engines, lost control of the lights, blah, blah, blah. Once again, this is all taking place. It hits the rock. They're going out to open sea. The captain right. decides to get pushed back by the wind. I the get sh- I get that. I, I don't know how it ends up, no, but I get that decision. A, I, no, I understand. No, I understand that decision, but I want people to go to our Instagram, not just to go because it's an awesome page, but to go to look to see a picture of this because I'll, I'll put a the surreal nature of seeing the ship literally a swimming pool's distance from the coast is so weird. Say, you have to click on the cover photo and then scroll. There you it's go. It's a gallery. Thanks, Noah. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it. Keep going. Keep going. Do it. Okay. So let's talk about the rules of the sea. Do you remember what the custom of the sea is? Can you tell us what that is? Oh, the custom of the sea yeah. is when you're in a lifeboat, and someone's about to die, and you don't have any food, 
Custom of the sea is. Guess what? Guess what? It's time to fucking eat them. You can fucking eat them. Yeah, you can eat them. That's a custom known of the as mo- the custom of the sea. Not only is it a custom of the motherfucking sea, it's a le- it's a legal issue as well now. Where if you do eat someone, it's a custom of the sea. You are unfortunately going to be tried for manslaughter, as established yeah, and as by we Richard, talked about, Richard Parker. As we talked about, I don't agree. With, I don't. I don't agree with being charged for manslaughter on it. There you go. We're going to talk about another maritime tradition called the captain goes down with the fucking ship. Oh yeah. Well, we know this one. Okay. It's a maritime tradition that the captain holds the ultimate responsibility for both his ship and everyone on it. It's made famous by who, Noah? By the captain of the Titanic, Edward Smith. Oh, really? Yes. He made that famous? Well, it was a long-time tradition, and it's a, you know, the most famous wreck ever. And he went down with the wreck on the Wait, Titanic. Wait, this is a Navy thing, though. It the captain just thing. goes down with the ship. Absolutely is. Okay? So this isn't just maritime law. In a lot of countries, this is... A legal law as well. You are responsible for your ship if you're the captain. And if you abandon ship oh, and you go yeah. back to shore, there's going to be intense legal consequences. So in Spain, Greece, and Italy, <coughs> abandoning ship is the same as manslaughter. It's a maritime crime. Abandoning ship, it's it's thought of something similar to a desertion in the military, even. Okay? You are legally responsible for the ship, its crew, and its passengers. Yeah, I here's, know it's about to happen. Here's some examples. In 1854, James F. Luce, in command of the Collins Line steamer, the SS Arctic, when it collided with the SS Vesta off the coast of Newfoundland, and he was rescued two days after the wreckage, after everybody left the ship. He was just the one standing on a plank of wood. Everyone else left in lifeboats. Lifeboats. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he went down with the ship. That's what you're supposed to do. He got rescued though. One more example. He did get rescued eventually. You can get rescued. It's okay. You just have to get, you have to be the last one. You got to be the last man off. That's what you're you saying. You have to be. Okay. Captain of the Italian liner, the Andrea Doria. You didn't do that one, did you? No. Okay. After satisfying himself, this, uh, after he satisfied himself. What does that mean? That all 1,660 passengers had been safely evacuated off the boat. He determined to go down with the ship. And he said, Tell his family to tell his family that he did everything that he could to save everyone. He was actually eventually rescued. And then on his deathbed, apparently said, are the passengers safe? Are the passengers safe? Damn. What okay. a fucking captain. So that's, that's my captain. That's that my is what you that gotta is do. Who I want on that, my life ship. So that that's is my captain. That's what you got to do. Okay. 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 I get it. And the reason we're talking about. Yeah. 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 Now bring it the back. The reason we're talking about Why the we captain talking about goes it? down with the ship. Captain because in captain. this case, what happened in this case? The captain did not go down yeah. with the ship. No, he fucking didn't. And what in, a bad little boy. And instead of, instead of me reading the transcript between the Coast Guard and the captain, while the captain is on the water, we're actually going to play a little clip and I'm going to translate. We're going to try this. I'm going to translate the Italian of the Coast Guard named DeFalco, who is now a hero in Italy, basically chastising the captain for being a pussy willow and <laughs> abandoning ship like literally right away when the ship was sinking went to shore as the first person when people were dying on the ship damn when basically no one else had abandoned it okay okay the captain's name is is scatino and the coast guard's name is defalco so we're going to listen to this clip i'm going to translate just defalco's part of it because I, honestly when i watch this clip i felt honestly inspired just like reading the david really? goggins book it's that good yeah so I'm not going to translate the captain's parts, but basically what he's saying, the captain is, he's just making excuses why he, he can't get back to the ship. Okay. So let's run this clip. All right. I'm excited for this clip. All right. Give it to and me. I will this translate 
the Coast Guard's part. The shore where the Coast Guard launched the vessel. He never did. Listen, this is DeFalco from Livorno. Am I speaking with the captain? Could you tell me your name, please? Scatino. Listen, Scatino. There are people trapped on board. You now take your lifeboat. Below the bow of the ship, starboard, there is a ladder. You will climb that ladder and you will go on board. You board that ship and report to me as to how many people are in there. Are we clear on this? I am recording this conversation, Captain Scatino. Speak up. Captain, speak up. Listen, there is people going down the bow ladder. You go up that ladder instead. You board the ship and report to me as to how many people and what they have aboard. Are we clear on this? You tell me if there are children, women, or people in need of assistance. And you tell me the number of each of these categories. Are we clear on this? Look, Scatino, you may have saved yourself from the sea. I'm going to make sure you get in trouble. I'm going to make sure you pay for this. Get back on board, fucker. Wow. What are you doing, Captain? What are you coordinating from there? You get back on board and coordinate relief efforts from aboard. Are you refusing? Are you refusing to get back on board, Captain? Will you tell me the reason why you're not going? You get back on board. It is an order. And so what? You want to go home, Scatino. It's dark and you want to go home. Get up the bow of the ship by means of the ladder. And tell me what can be done now. The Coast Guard. Pretty awesome, right? Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I, I get the captain running away, but you're not supposed to as the captain. Oh, my God. No, you're not supposed to. I know. It's all. fucked up. No, I mean, it's, personally, personally, you know, personally. if I was on the ship, I'd fucking jump off the ship. Right. No, I know. We would, right? <laughs> yeah, we would. But you think but they're made plus. of harder stuff. No, 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 The captain's supposed to be made of harder stuff. Right. So this became a huge thing in the Italian media about him leaving the ship way too early. He was on the shore while people were trying to... People were not able to get to a lifeboat. They were just walking down the side of the ship because it's totally on its side and jumping into the water to swim or to get rescued by the Coast Guard. But were they pretty close? They were pretty close. The people that could do that probably survive. Okay, obviously, you know, if you were young, like us, you could you could do it no problem. But there's a lot of old people on these cruise ships. Like yeah. Nana, what is Nana going to yeah, do? Yeah, Nana Popper. Nana going to fucking swim? Right, jump off the boat and swim. Exactly. Okay, so... Okay, so people actually love, absolutely love DeFalco, the Coast Guard guy. I, um, and they tweeted during this event, it is men like DeFalco, said Sofia Rosada, a resident of Giorno, it is men like DeFalco who should be governing. Instead, we are full of men like Scatino. <laughs> and I think that some of this, a lot of it goes into the corruption that is going on in Italy at this time and still going on now in the government. Someone else tweeted, the next time someone asks me what I want to be when I grow up, I'm going to say a man like DeFalco. So they love Wait, this call. So, so they love him? When he said, get back on the ship, fucker. There are shirts that say that, and people wear that Get all the back time. Back on the ship, fucker. Yeah, <laughs> people love that. Okay, so the aftermath of this, um, in the morning, because this is all happening at night, rescue ops had finished. Thirty-seven people had died trapped below the sinking ship. It's completely tipped on its starboard side. Thirteen of them hor- horribly 
were trapped inside of the glass elevators. Absolutely terrible way to go. Oh my God. The pictures of the ship are surreal. The atriums, the movie theaters, it looks like a bombed out version of Stalingrad. It's insane. So crazy. So, the salvage of the ship. Writing a 14... <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> yeah, so like, so it's just fucking... That's, that call was awesome. I'm glad you played that. So the ship is just sitting there on like the sandbar, essentially. Not a sandbar, but just like out, probably like out a little this bit from shore. It's a good time to field questions. Yeah. So the ship is sitting on its side. You know, how, you know how on the coast, there's like the coast right. and then it just drops down to the ocean. Right. It's sitting right on the, right ledge, on the ledge before it drops down to big ocean. So what the hell did they do with it? And also that ship eventually could get washed past that ledge and just go. Right. But it's a 14,000 ton cruise ship. And so, so never mind. It's not. It's enough of it is above the water where it's not. It's not buoyant. It's like gravity is forcing it down to the shelf. I see. Okay. The a good thing that he did was instead of sinking like all the way down to the bottom of the ocean where a lot of people would have died, it went back to shallow water where people, you know, not as many people did. So die. that was the right choice. However, his I do believe that. However, the choice to run your ship get into back the on rocks, the ship, fucker. Yeah, that that's really bad. Okay. Um. Salvaging the ship. Salvaging the ship. How do you salvage a 14,000 ton ship? Yeah, what do you even do? How the fuck do you do it? T- totally tipped on its side. So the plan was to put a giant steel structure underneath the ship to roll the ship onto. Like, just uh, like, roll my dog onto the couch. Yeah. They're rolling the ship up to be to be uh, normal facing. To be not to, tipped to, on its side. So roll it back to be... But then... Normal. So you mean patch the holes and then roll it? No. Do not patch the holes. They are going to roll the ship... To be right side up. Okay. But it has holes in it. And that's why it tipped over in the first place. Yeah. So the way they did, they did this is they built a platform beneath the ship to roll onto. Okay. And they put massive buoyancy tanks on the side of the ship. Just giant, as big as the cruise ship is tall, buoyancy, like a life jacket on the ship. I see. To make it float upwards. Okay. So eventually it worked, but it was unbelievably hard. It was lifted off of its bed and onto its platform. And in in 2017, the Concordia had been completely dismantled and sold for scrap metal. Cost-benefit analysis of this thing. Imagine imagine making the decision that they were going to actually even save this. Okay? Right, right. I can't imagine that fucking decision. Imagine that meeting. Oh, my fucking God. The total cost was $1.2 billion. To salvage it. By the way, it takes 30... Wait, hold on. Just to salvage it, right? Yes, just to salvage right. it. Right. $1.2 billion. If it takes you... If you wanted to count to a billion, it takes 30 years to count to a billion. If you're counting every second. That's how big a billion is. Okay? Without eating, eating or sleeping. So $1.2 billion. Who is responsible for this action? This is my last section. Okay? Don't worry. No, this is, this is fantastic. Okay? Who is responsible here? Seven of the officers had jail time of two years. Legit jail time. Costa, the, the Costa Cruise Line's... Crisis director, who the captain called originally, got two years and ten months in jail. Okay, wait, 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 wait. the the person that he called, but at ten o'clock, when they said when they told the harbor that there was no problem, that there was a blackout, he called the company crisis center, and the director of the crisis did nothing, and had a direct line to the captain. Word. Okay, Captain Scatino, what happened to him? What did happen to him? He claimed, the reason he claimed why he was on shore and not on the boat is he claimed that he had slipped and fallen into a lifeboat. Okay. No, he's claiming he slipped and fallen into a lifeboat. There's a video of him 
just standing waiting to get onto a lifeboat. Right, because this is in 2012, and we there's, and there's a video of fucking everything. There's a video of everything from every show. angle, from every person. Right. Okay. He claims that it wasn't him. So to make things even more Italian, remember when we went to the Italian restaurant after school to eat tuna sandwiches and drink apple juice? Yeah. And there would be Italian soap operas on, and everyone would be like banging each other, and then be like, "You banged her." Yeah, you banged her. We're gonna bang. We're gonna bang. We're gonna bang too. He had been having an affair with a woman on board who had no ticket. Okay, she was like, she was in captain's privilege. Yeah, captain's privilege. So honestly, the Italians went absolutely bananas with this. Okay, because it's because uh, <laughs> it's like his mistress is on board. He's just kind of a scumbag situation. Yeah. Okay. Fal- what is Falco like? Happily married. Probably. They're you know, he's, he's got a ring. He's, he's got, got a, a ring. ring happily married. Get back on the board, fucker. Um, the controversy with the decision to ground the ship. So he made the decision to ground the ship in shallow water so it didn't completely sink. Many more would have been killed, he argued, and it would have been much harder to access. I think it was a good decision. However, it trapped people when the ship, you know, rolled onto its side. Okay. And why wasn't he in the cabin during this maneuver? That's another thing that people brought up. But he had been working for Costa Cruise Lines for 10 years before this. He was a very experienced captain. Driving ships all the time. Experience with all sorts of mistresses as well. Yeah, probably. Having no tickets. Um, He was given a 16-year jail sentence, which he is still serving to this day. 16-year jail sentence. 16 years. Charged with, with manslaughter, charged with abandoning ship. The total disaster cost for cost cruise lines. They lost $410 million in combined revenue in 2012 from this accident. So they lost... $410 million plus the $1.2 billion. Well, plus all their profit on all their cruise lines, their total finances at the end of the year, they lost $410 million in revenue. Okay. They were in the red. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Coastal Cruise Lines offered everyone on the ship $13,000 for the pa- to just give them money and... 50, about 50% of the passengers refused. Okay. They refused? They refused the money. Why? I, I mean, like, they're taking money just because people died. It's just, it's icky. It's oh, icky money. I see. Because people die. You know? It's kind of, it's- so it's a shady company. It's a modern cruise ship opened by the largest cruise line in the world. Okay. And this was their creme de la creme cruise liner. It was only a five year old boat. And this company has a history of weird accidents happening on their ship. They're not very good at responding to crisis. Okay. Great casino, great spa. Great casino, great spa, Not great, great decks. Crisis. Great decks. The entire disaster, Noah, including the salvage, was a $2 billion project. Cost For sure. $2 billion. For sure. Okay. A hundred years after the Titanic sank, fucking ships are still We are fucking still fucking sinking. sinking ships. The same way too, basically. Actually, in way less hazardous waters, it seems. There was nothing hazardous about this. It was a calm night. That's what is so surreal about this. Nothing hazardous. We're still sinking ships like it was nothing. It's an unbelievably odd story. You have to How see does that happen with modern technology? Like I can assume that it's not just some dude, right, just turning the wheel up there. I don't know. When they hit the rocks, it was a 60 foot, 60 meter long gash in the bottom of the ship. It it screwed the ship right up. It's a giant hole in the ship. They smash into a rock. <laughs> They smashed into an underwater rock because of the miscommunication. They went too close to shore. And Falco is a hero. And Falco is an Italian hero, and he serves in the Italian Senate right now. He's, he serves in the Italian Senate now? And Scatino is in jail. Wait, so probably from the press from this, he, be, he became a senator. Yeah. 
That's sure. fucking wild. That's this is know. a great story. Get back on the on the ship. Get back fucker. on the ship, fucker. Honestly, that inspired me. I wasn't gonna do my interview. Twelve o'clock. I was like, oh my god, I need to get. I'm getting back on the ship. Get back I'm on the, the ship, fucking fucker. interview. Now I'm going to run. Isn't that amazing? That's fucking great. Get back okay. on the ship, fucker. I'm gonna say that to myself whenever I don't want to run. We are gonna take a musical break. We need you to think about the difference. Between Honestly, get being, back on your ship. Being a hero and being get back on being, your ship, you know, whatever your ship is. Someone who abandoned ship early. He was banging the mistress, mistress when the ship went down. That's almost 100%, I think. I think clearly that's 100%. She was. How many mistresses did oh, she was? How many mistresses do you think he had on the ship? There's definitely more than one. Only one confirmed. No. Yeah. This is the halftime honey toast where we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. I find the story had no response to his immediate thoughts. This is going to be a special honey as well. All right. So this is going to be a rip honey. So we're going to take a shot of honey and we're going to take a little rip of the weed. <laughs> That's right. Guess it's what? a halftime weed honey. So I raise my glass. This is the honey. Look, I am. Two. Two. The Oxford University archaeologists who from DNA sampling, stay with me, from DNA sampling were able to parse together the mystery of 100 elephant tusks found in the Bom Jesus, a Portuguese trading vessel lost in 1533. I'm going to tell you what that mystery is. As soon as I get my voice back. 100 elephant tusks? Yep. To Oxford University archaeologists. Oxford archaeologists found it? They found it, the archaeologists, or they were driving the ship. So, they found the ship in 2008. There's 100 elephant tusks on it. And that's fucked up. When they test it, it's the history of elephant slaughter is horrifying. So when they found these tusks, they did DNA sampling just recently. And they discovered that these tusks are from the forest elephant. There's two subspecies of African elephant. One is the Savannah elephant, which is a little bit bigger. One's the forest elephant that lives in the rainforest. And so scientists didn't know that this forest elephant had actually spent any time on the savanna. But what they discovered from this is that be, is that we we had moved them to the forest. That actually they originated on the savanna. Oh, the so the forest elephant, there was never a forest elephant. Right, so there was never a forest elephant. We we moved them so there. So that was one of the biggest mysteries is that how could this elephant who's related to a savanna elephant be only found in the rainforest? Well, the answer is is the basically the slave trade and the ivory trade. How did we move them there? Just from slaughtering them, from they like ran away ivory. there. Yeah, yeah. So it was artificially created that they're in the rainforest. Yeah, that's really interesting. Give me more of your response while I take this rip. Um, I wonder how they survive well in the in the rainforest. Do you know what I mean? It seems like it'd be really difficult for an elephant to move around. Plus the bugs. Well, they have ears. They just took a rip of they just, marijuana. They just, they, just flap, they just flap their ears. They just flap their ears to get rid of the bugs. You know, talking about the rainforest. Yeah. We think, we think you know, that the rainforest is, like, a cool, fun place to go hang out in. No, it's not. Um, I worked in the rainforest for, like, six months. The rainforest blows it's to be in as a human. It's not a fun place. Bugs. Huge bugs that attack you. Yeah. Uh, it, it is humid and sucks. I'm going to take a huge rip of the weed. Yeah. Left in the jaw Rastafari, right? You know, story of Captain Scatino. Yeah. Get back on the ship, fucker. Get back on the ship. It's like a rip. Yeah. yeah. It... 
It reminds me. Whenever I don't want to run, I'm going to say get back in the ship, fucker. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of a uh, biblical stories of how there is sometimes a hero and there is this, there's the anti-hero and it's really cemented in people's brains. And I think that's, that's why the Italian media took to it so well. It's because it's almost, it's like this simplistic. chastising of evil. Yeah. Simplistic and biblical. Yeah. Simplistic and biblical. Yeah. A chastisement of cowardice. Of cowardice. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and also kind of soap opery, like Italian soap opery. Absolutely. Noah? Yeah. Go ahead and tell us about your shipwrecks. Okay. This is the Black Swan Project. The reason we're talking about it. Okay. We're talking about um, shady companies. We have another shady company to talk about, Adam. All right. Go ahead. Okay. In 1804, the Nuestro Senor de las Mercedes. That's Holy a per- shit. And that's how you perfectly enunciate Spanish. Yeah. Translated to Our Lady of Mercy. Or Our Lady of Mercy basically means Our Virgin Mary. Name of the ship. It was heading to Spain, coming back from doing Lord knows what in Peru. Okay, so headed back from Spain from Peru. It got all the, almost all the way back to Spain. Then off the tip of Portugal, or near Portugal, it was sunk by the British Royal Navy at the time. Okay. Why? So, Why was it sunk? It, they, were, they were fighting. They were in a war. Portugal. And yeah. It, it, when it was sunk, there's, a, there's like a, a famous uh, drawing that I'll okay. include on the Instagram of when it was sunk. But... Ships like this were sunk all the time. And the big thing about this being sunk is that it was carrying 17 tons of gold and silver. Talking about African elephants, 17 tons of gold and silver is three African elephants in weight of treasure. Jesus. Yeah. How? That's so... Why? Why? Three African elephants in weight of just gold. That's so much gold. So much fucking gold. Okay. So basically, you can imagine that they mined the silver, mined the gold and silver or made it in Peru and we're getting it back to Spain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, a company that actually trades. This is this is all wild. A company that trades on the Nasdaq, and basically what that means is that it's a big ass company. It's okay. a very big American company, known as Odyssey Marine Exploration. And what they do is they're a professional treasure hunting company. So awesome. Yeah, that's what they fucking do. They just hunt for treasure, but in like they're like McConaughey without no, the fucking. Well, this is this is the, they're like McConaughey, but like make that like realistic and really corporate. Yeah. So they're they're a humongous corporation that hunts for treasure. Not like the mom and you know mom and pop treasure hunters like McConaughey that are played up. Yeah. These guys are the like the big ass corporation that hunt for hunt for treasure. So They've recovered some of the most famous ship, shipwrecks ever found. And they found this this treasure. They found it in 2007. Okay, so they, they found the new Astra Day whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's my pronunciation. That's my go. fucking Great Spanish, job, Spanish, Spanish pronunciation. Great job. Um, do you want to guess how much the treasure was estimated to be worth? It was 17 tons of gold and silver? 17 tons of gold and silver. How much is... Is it pure gold? Is that what we're talking about? Gold and silver. In 10 seconds, I'm going to tell the listener. Sure. Um, it, it was $100 million. Not bad. I'm the best. Fuck you. The best guesser in the <laughs> land. <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's not good. Okay. The, the, the treasure was estimated to be worth around $600 million. So this is a big fucking deal, right? If you find $600 million of treasure, no matter what company you are, at the bottom of the ocean. Um, so the, so the, marine, the, the Odyssey Marine Exploration, they found it, and they were like, we're going to fucking start going. Yeah. Um. Then they went back to the U.S. as fast as they could, and they sought to legally get the treasure under their jurisdiction. So when you get the treasure, you go to like a U.S. court and like go through the correct process for the U.S. to certify that you weren't 
illegally getting the treasure. You weren't breaking maritime laws by getting the treasure. Okay. Aren't they breaking maritime laws though? By getting it? Yeah, we're going to fucking go into that. Okay. So as you can probably imagine, when you when you scoop up $600 million from the seafloor, someone's yeah. the word the word's going to get out. That 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 you did that you right. You can't just get it. You, you can't, can't just, just get. get you don't, no no one just gets the six hundred no million. Gets it. You don't just get six hundred million dollars from the seafloor without like a fight. Right. You don't get anything in this life without a fight. No, definitely. David Goggins psychological warfare. Okay, so Spain heard of this, mm-hmm. and they grew suspicious at him because if this gold was actually from a Spanish ship back in the day, then it was Spain's. It should have been Spain's. Okay. Do you understand that? Yeah, I understand that. Okay. So they they called the Odyssey and they were like, "Hey, talk, talk to us about the dive site. Like, what? Where was the dive site? And did you see any markings from a Spanish vessel?" Ah. And uh, and the Odyssey Marine Expo- Portuguese though, right? Portuguese, not Spanish. No, it's a Spanish ship. It was sunk off of Portugal. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right. So the Odyssey refused to answer their questions. Basically, it was just like, we're not answering these questions. Oh, no. What the yeah. fuck? And, and, so, and so Spain was like, all right, this is the, this is the fucking ship. They're like, right? oh, God. This is the fucking Spanish ship, and you're trying to steal $600 million of gold from us. Right? And they're like, ride with me. <laughs> and they're like, fucking ride with me. <laughs> um, so Spain fought. So this is all in U- Interestingly, this is all in U.S. courts. So Spain, because Odyssey Marine Exploration is, is a U.S. company... Spain filed a claim against the company in, in the U.S. courts in Tampa, Florida, believing that the treasure belonged to Wait. the Nuestra Senora de Mar- can, what Can I just make another name for this for this Spanish thing that I can't say? What, what is it? The, the Our ship, our, the Virgin Mary ship. There it is. There you go. Virgin Mary ship. That's great. Why don't I just do that at That's the beginning? That's how you get it done. That's you got to do that at the right beginning. That's, you got to do that at the beginning of a section. So a, not Spanish, in the of a Spanish, the Spanish government is filing in a U.S. court against... A treasure hunting company. A U.S. company that trades on the NASDAQ, which is a huge U.S. stock. For saying that this underwater treasure belongs to the state because it was a Spanish ship. Right. Okay. It was originally a Spanish okay. ship. It's kind of a ship of Theseus thing if going thi- on. If things... Uh, if they- <laughs> to make it to make it uh, even more convoluted. Okay. Right, Guess who heard of this too? Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer heard of it. James Cameron. James Cameron also heard of it. Jacusto. And Jacusto, fucking my dog. Oh, he my heard God. Of it, but really, who heard of it? Is Otherwise known as the big three. <laughs> Otherwise known as the big three. Peru heard of it, Adam. Oh. Because as you remember from my initial story, the gold and silver were mined in Peru, and then they were brought to Spain via ship. Yeah. Okay. So Peru said, hey, 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 Spain, hey, Spain and U.S. company, right? The gold was mined here. It's ours. Oh no! Right. So now, so now we have, you know, one does one does not simply, you know, that meme, the Lord of the Rings meme. One does not simply take six hundred six hundred million dollars from the seafloor and just like just go home. Right. Right. There is a, a legal battle. Um. So Peru says now that they have a claim. So first off, unfortunately for Peru, this was thrown out because in 1804 when the ship sunk, Peru was not a country. So un- who, which, who ruled that? The U.S. courts. The U.S. courts. Okay. The U.S. courts ruled that. So, unfortunately, it sucks for Peru, I feel like, because, you know, that was from Peru. It's kind of bullshit. It's kind of bullshit, to be honest with you. Um, anyway, back to, back to the Spain versus... Now we're back to Spain versus Marine Odyssey exploration case. It, we're still in U.S. courts. Yeah. In 2009, a federal judge awarded the treasure to Spain on the ground that it came from the ship Our Virgin Mary, and it was Spain's property. Okay. 
Also, he said suspect was the fact that the Odyssey would not report the dive location or any information to Spanish authorities to help clear up the identity of the ship before you started diving and recovering. So basically, once the Odyssey found the gold and stuff, they should have contacted Spain before spending their resources to get it to say... To say Disagree. Never ask for permission. <laughs> Ever. Always ask for Always forgiveness. Always ask for forgiveness. Always what ask the fuck? For- what do you mean they were supposed to ask Spain? Spain would have been like, Always don't ask do for forgiveness. that. They would have been like, no. You're not doing that. Well, the the problem is, though, now they can do it, and they spent about $3 million trying to get the gold. Oh, no. So now they can do it, get the gold, and have it all removed from them. So you actually do want... You want to call Spain and be like, hey, can you, like, okay... Can you okay it? I No, I get I get, then, I get they, their thing. Because then what? They could have partnered with Spain to get it? Exactly. So actually, that you bring that up, the Marine Odyssey Exploration, during this trial, they signed a deal with England. They signed... Get this... They signed a deal with England to get a ship that supposedly has a billion dollars in treasure. Oh, my God. And they signed, like, a profit-sharing deal with them, and they did it. They got the fucking ship, and they profit-shared the treasure. So, basically, if they would have contacted Spain, Spain doesn't probably doesn't have the expertise and resources that they do to get the ship, to get the stuff. Yeah. So, they would have signed a deal with them. So, it would have been advantageous. It was, it was, it was greedy. Okay, so instead... All of the gold went to Spain. So think about this. They, they spent $3 million to get the gold. Yeah. They make a $600 million profit. Oh, man. They have $570 million to share the love. Oh, I mean, yeah. at that point, right, you call Spain. You're like, let's share the love. I don't know. It doesn't even matter. The, Everyone wins. So the ruling now is that you call the country and ask for permission. If it's their That's waters. What you're, if you're a humongous corporation that trades on the NASDAQ where everything is scrutinized and you have to make it legal... You oh oh I see you have to report it you have right. to report if you're the a income. mom and sh- if you're a mom and pop shop right that's so funny just go get the gold and just don't report it but as but, but if you trade on the Nasdaq you have to report it yeah so um oh man so the Odyssey being a large U.S. corporation and doing what U.S. corporations does it appealed the decision and stretched out the legal battle to five years possibly trying to you know wait out Spain on that um and the U.S. Supreme Court. It got all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court this trial. Holy cow! Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. It's this. It's a country, a foreign country versus a private U.S. company. Yeah, in in water. Yep. In 2012, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled. Adam, what did they rule? What do you think? In 2012. Yeah, the same year. That's the, the, <laughs> the same. The Concordia. Sign, the Concordia sign. All right. Um, I think that they ruled that. I mean, the money's going to Spain, right? Yeah, they ruled. They ruled that it was Spain's property and came from their ship. Yeah, baby. And so, <laughs> there and there it is. So they had to ship six hundred million dollars worth of gold, about seventeen tons of gold, to Spain. Uh, to add insult to this injury, in twenty thirteen, a U.S. district judge, lower than the Supreme Court, ruled that the Odyssey acted in bad faith and should have known all along that it was Spain's property and thus should reimburse Spain 1 million in legal fees. Oh. So on top of losing 600 million, paying 3 million to get it, they also had to pay Spain's legal fees of 1 million. I mean, that just goes to show you the number one lesson in life, right? What's what is that? Don't act shady. Don't How <laughs> is that the number one lesson fucking honestly? Fucking shady no, when you're doing I think stuff. the number one lesson here is that if there was a that much money and you're going to make that much money, it's okay to spread the love to make sure you get some of the money. Grease the wheels as you will. Exactly. It's okay to grease the wheels and get some of the money. Right. Right. Nobody gets $600 million without right. going to I absolute mean, war. It's okay for the UK. Many you know, people. It's okay for the UK government to find me a little bit. Right. 
You know, you grease the wheels. Yeah, you grease the wheels. Um. Anyway, so th- so they did sign that deal with e- England, and the ship that they pulled up was the, was called the HMS Victory, and they pulled up a billion dollars of treasure sunk. So don't worry about Marine Odyssey. Okay, they're doing they're doing well for themselves. So did the oh they they pulled up a billion dollars of sunken treasure? Yeah, for the HMS Victory. So these are professional treasure hunters, right? They're professional treasure hunters. And recently, their CEO has been saying that he wants to tra- transition. From treasure treasure hunting to mineral mining. I thought you were going to say from treasure hunting to virtual reality. <laughs> yeah, from right. treasure hunting he's to social like, media. He's like, you know what? I'm tired of these ships. Time for us to be a social media company. <laughs> to to <laughs> mineral mining? Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's just to cover because because being a treasure hunter for gold is like is kind of bad press. Because it's just kind of shady. Because you're kind of a pirate. You're kind of a pirate a little bit. Yeah. Um, another cool one. This is a separate ship. In 2015, researchers at the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute, they picked up strange-looking sonar readings 2,000 feet below the ocean surface. Mm. So they went back to their ship. They sent the Remus 6000. A, the Sorry? fucking Remus 6000. The Rem? The Rem the Rem 6000 is submersible to go take a look and found what they they found cannons just sitting on top of the seafloor. <laughs> so they're like, oh shit, like this is a ship. It yeah, looks like yeah. the like the outline of a deck of a ship too. Uh-huh. Um, Upon further investigation, they found that it belonged to a ship called the San Jose, and the San Jose was ported to be carrying how much? How much treasure do you think? Uh, was it more than seventeen tons? It was seventeen billion dollars of treasure. <laughs> what? Seventeen billion dollars of treasure. So, if you thought that right, people are going to argue over six hundred million. How many countries do you think are about to argue over seventeen billion? Every country in the world. <laughs> so, Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute. Being the nice guys they are, they don't. They say they don't claim anything. They're just a research vessel. They don't care. And what they really mean by that is that they don't. They don't want to get in a huge legal battle with twenty countries. Did they really mean that? It's like they pocketed. Like we were pocketed a little bit, but we were like, this I mean, much. we sent the Remus. We sent the Remus down, and but the Remus picked up some of the gold piloted by Tim. You Rehm. know what I mean? The, yeah. the Remus. The, the Remus picked up some gold, yeah. but uh, other than that, we're good. Okay. So uh, as you can probably imagine, um, the dive site is a secret. So no one knows where it actually is. It is somewhere off of Cartagena, Colombia. Oh shit, been there. Right. Somewhere off the shore there is $17 billion of treasure lying on the seafloor. Oh my god. Yeah, it's fucking wild. What the fuck? Wait, so they wouldn't report where it was. They they won't tell anyone. They won't tell anyone where it was. Okay, so what happens? But, sa- when, but honestly, same same as the Odyssey thing, or like you can't find where where the what happens when wreck the, was. What happens when the Odyssey finds it? When the Odyssey finds it? Yeah. That, well, they don't give the information out publicly. They don't give the rec site out publicly. No, I I know, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't find it. With the same way they found the uh, the other ship. Oh, yeah. Well, they wouldn't have. I mean, I mean, you're saying that like now the news goes out and now the, now so Odyssey it, comes over. A research, That's what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, they could do that, but then the exact same thing is going to happen because right now, right now with the 17 billion dollars of treasure, Spain and Colombia are in a legal battle over it. The seventeen billion dollars. The seventeen billion. Spain and Colombia. Spain and Colombia are in a legal battle over it. That as of as the most recent article I could find on this is August 2020, 2020 has not been solved. Oh well, you can God. fucking you can imagine oh with seventeen God. billion dollars. Okay, so six hundred million took about seven years of court cases. Seventeen billion was going to take how long? A hundred years. A hundred years of court court battles. Holy I mean, they're not going to like give up on seventeen billion dollars. Can you imagine how much? That's some real ass money. That's some real ass fucking money. That's some real money. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's I, 
I it's can't insane. believe there's $17 billion of Sitting treasure. on the seafloor off of Cartagena, Colombia. Oh, my God. So, uh, so the battle is obviously that the ship is Spanish, and it is sunk in Colombian by Colombia. Yeah. Well, there you go. That is, that is a toughie. Well, it's also a, it's also a colonial argument, too, right? I mean, it's a Spanish ship from a former Spanish oh, oh, colony. Well, as we saw with Peru, anyone, you can get in there. The countries just they just look for like oh I saw one like I saw one American dollar on there, there right at like that a, time a napkin from, there was like from Timbuktu there was a napkin from Baghdad and now you know now, now Iraq's in it too yeah I had no idea the treasure was worth that much that's uh, crazy I just think it's funny just the corporate treasure hunting yeah and basically countries almost treasure hunting as well yeah seventy billions a fucking lot not as romantic as the movies no um. Did you want to talk to us about American Star? Come on up. No, I don't. I mean, I, I do. I know. I've, it's okay. Open Kimono. Here's what we're going to do. Save it. We're going to take a musical break. And then after that, it's time for Open Kimono. Okay. Tell me that no private ship has gone out there and just took and taken a little dive. Just a little dive. Just a little dive. I mean, but they're so far below the surface, though, is that you have to be one of these, you know, mega corps to find it, to get it. Or the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute, those scientists, they all bought Lamborghinis. That was kind of weird that year. It was so weird. When, when they, they all had, when they all, all, those, all those scientists at Ferraris, it was pretty weird. Noah, this is the open kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic and leave nothing to the imagination. Nothing. So, what is your open kimono? My open kimono is that there's a lot of treasure out there. <laughs> there's a lot of ocean treasure out there, and I think it would be funny to invest in uh, in uh, the marine or Odyssey marine exploration. Just pop a pop ten dollars of their stock. See what you can do, Adam. My open kimono is that the ocean, once again, besides all of the animals that we haven't discovered in there and all the sea floor that we haven't explored, guess what? There's also there's tons, tons of money tons down there. Of money down there. There's even more fascinating things and reasons to explore the ocean than we even imagined. Exactly. So UNESCO says that we've only explored about 1% of all of the shipwrecks in history. Where's all that money at? That's right. And that's why my money goes to the stocks of, of Odyssey Marine Exploration. Shout out to Sarah's girlfriends, the marine archaeologists. Sarah's at the boyfriends. Sar oh, I said girlfriends. girlfriends. Sure. Sarah, girlfriend or boyfriend? Sarah, we'll take either, Sarah's honestly. girlfriend or boyfriend? We'll take either. Shout out to May you the find money on the seafloor. Shout out to the squid on the ice planet. May you also find money out there on the rogue planet through the galaxy. Where, yeah, where the intelligent species has wrecked their ships. Um, guys, you can find us at do it underscore nature at Instagram. If you like the podcast and this is not your first time listening, if it's your first time listening, you just relax. Just relax and enjoy the show. You don't have to though. If it's your second time listening, listen, and you like the podcast. Well, the thing that really helps us is leaving a five-star review on iTunes. 
It helps us get guests to come on that are awesome. It helps us wake up in the morning and be happy, even, you could say. It, it, it's our treasure. It's our treasure. It's our little treasure. It's our little treasure. We'll see you next time. Love you guys. Bye.